Let's go, you all. Can't do everything around you. Can't get the money. Let's go, you all. We're joined by our two guests. <laughs> Welcome to the next episode of Arch Conversations. And today we have with us Shamin Sia. Hello. And what does Shamin do? Just brief. Shamin uh, runs a creative agency called Elementary, which is turning nine this November. Oh my gosh, you're old. I'm old. You're old. Yeah, oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, yes, and I also manage two children. Yeah. So <laughs> let me align my thoughts because there's been a lot going on behind the scenes to get this set up. Yes. Everyone in the office is COVID, not us. Yep. So we've been DIYing this. And she's heavily pregnant, but I don't know why she chose to sit there. It's comfortable. Okay, good. I yeah. did not put her there. Yeah. Getting up later might be a problem, but we don't. I will help you with that. Okay. Yes, yes. No, maybe we do. Um, so I've known Sham since I don't know, God, MOS MOS days. Oh yeah. Okay, so I think that was maybe like. 14, 15 years ago, potentially, yeah. potentially, yeah. I think about fifteen years ago, fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah, and it was chaotic times. Yes, right. We were chaotic then. We were chaotic then, and then I think we, we've never been like truly close or whatever. But then we'd see each other here and there, and then I'm very close to a brother. Yeah, you're much closer to my brother. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. um, but yes, kept in touch all this while. Had babies together. Oh, no, we didn't have babies together, but <laughs> we <wrong>. had babies <laughs> in the this same. This is my child. <laughs> we had babies in, in the, the same, same year. Yes, correct. Like our daughters, the are first only one. one week, one and a half weeks apart. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward, fast forward. Now, we are where we are in our mid thirties. My our last year of my last year of being thirty. My second last year of being thirty, and uh, in the creative industry. Yep. Um, Sham has way more experience than me, though. You want to go ahead and just like go dive into like the summary of what I've been doing. Yeah, your career. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about it as I was brushing my teeth today. Like this oh, is always like yeah. a, a dilemma that I've had. Like, do I call myself a creative? Because mm. I went to design school. Yeah. Studied design. I majored in video. I worked as a producer. I've always worked in a creative industry, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's like working in a production house or working for a photographer, mm-hmm. um, even when I was at Resorts World, where I was on reopening team, I was still part of the creative team. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I was under the marketing department, but like all the work that I did was like to help develop creatives, to help produce videos and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then now I run this agency, but mm-hmm. I'm not a designer per se. Like I don't sit mm-hmm. on the design team and the creative yeah. team. So. Yeah. I always tell people like, oh, I, I'm, I'm like a marketer, like I yeah. do marketing. Which is what I thought you were, because that's what you told me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, like all the projects that I'm in charge of, I help to guide the creatives, right? I help to like develop concepts. Yeah. And help to produce the work. So, am I a creative if I contribute to the creative process? I don't know. Maybe mm. y'all can answer that I for me. I think that in this day. All the lines are grey. Yeah, that's true. You get what I mean, like yeah. from where you started to where we are, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I wouldn't say want to be a, a multi hyphenate. Yeah. But in some way, everyone is. Yeah. Even if they're not like an entrepreneur or, you know, they're just like maybe in a sales, a small SME sales team. Mm-hmm. You end up having to do the admin work and then some help the HR out. Okay, lah. I mean, like, if, like especially if you run your own company, you pretty much have to do everything. No, no, no. Even if you were just an employee, 
I believe you would still have to in the SME setting where do more than yeah correct okay so in that sense I do not think that you are not a creative mm-hmm. because you do the back end production stuff of creating videos creating campaigns yeah. and whatnot but at the same time I don't think that only designers are creatives yeah like I'm not. A designer, like I didn't even go, I didn't go to design school. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. So I'm not even certified. At least you have like went to like <laughs> I won paper qualification. Yeah, but like I don't think that I'm not in the creative industry. I mean, I definitely think I'm in the creative industry. But yeah. to call myself a creative, I feel like that would be like by like lying a bit. All right. Okay, fine. She's a yeah. mover and shaker of the creative industry. I right? feel. Like the best way to describe what I do is that I help to make projects happen, mm. you know. So I mean, yeah, producer is that sort of a person as well, right? But maybe in a traditional sense of the word, like the produ- a producer doesn't usually influence the creative process as much. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like in the work that I've I've done and in the different roles that I've held, like. A lot of times, I I drive the creative process. Yeah, yeah. Well, I come up with the concept itself. Yeah, and then I work with the various people involved, be it our designers or our videographers, photographers, mm-hmm. um, to to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So this entire series for this podcast yeah. is about girl bosses in their own right. It could mean like you can be running a team. It could mean like the upcoming guest who works for herself. Yeah. Um. Could just various. You are girl bossing your family around. And uh, no, as in like you I know, like. are a solo worker in your own girl boss team. Yes, yes. But Actually, I realized most of my team are female. Really? Yeah. It didn't start that way. We had like a very like male heavy team. I run the company with my husband. Um, but over the years, over the past nine years, it's kind of evolved such that at one point in time he was the only one of two guys in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have like. Three guys, but my husband has taken like much more of a backseat role in managing the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's majority female and yeah. So I wanted nice to, balance. No, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, that because um, being a female myself, I've never felt like any of the things like a, a male can do, I cannot. Yeah, I've also never felt belittled in my industry. Mm-hmm. In any way, so I guess the 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 goal of the podcast is to encourage women. Yeah. If ever if if ever you're stuck in a place where you don't know where you're going, don't know what to do, and you're not happy, mm-hmm. to just try. Yeah. Um, she ha- was in a company like stable job, stable income at RWS for several years. Yeah. And then decided to leave, right? Yes. And then created this agency with your. Yeah, I mean, I I worked for other people for the several. First- like decade of my career, right? Yeah. I was always working for someone else. I mean, mm-hmm. for a while I did freelance, so mm-hmm. I did have the experience of kind of being my own boss, but at the same time, someone else was still like paying my salary, yeah. La, yeah. You know. So after doing that for quite some time, I never thought to myself that hey, one day I'm gonna be my own boss. Like it was never like this goal that I had to run mm-hmm. my own business. Mm-hmm. It kind of just fell onto my lap. Because I was in between jobs, I was taking a break, and then my husband was like, "Why not try something, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's never a right time, so maybe this could be your time. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can do this together." And I thought, okay, yeah, that's true. It's not like I only just started working. I've already worked for so many people. I've mm-hmm. kind of got a sense of the kind of boss I want to be and mm-hmm. the kind of boss I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
were there any like worries that you had like anxieties that you had about starting it or were you just like okay let's just go into it and then do I it. don't know about you but I am like a very I, I'm a perpetual optimist mm. so when someone comes to me with an idea I don't immediately start thinking about all the things that could go wrong mm-hmm. I start thinking of all the things that could go right Mm-hmm. And like, they could be great about doing this or jumping into an idea. Mm-hmm. So, and how has that served you? I, like when setbacks actually happen, do you think that this I think, optimistic okay, mindset? Yeah, I think it, it has definitely served me well in life because even when setbacks do happen, I choose not to dwell on the negative side of it, but just think about how can I move on from this mm-hmm. and like get on with whatever I need to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I very rarely dwell on a situation mm-hmm. and I think that's been it's been good for me mm-hmm. um, it's not that I it's not that I push it out of my mind completely and I don't I don't deal with it but mm-hmm. I choose to find a solution rather than just kind of like wallow in, in misery and I like stress about stuff I think that okay this is just okay by the way this this podcast is not structured uh, just because we're friends <laughs> and I think that whatever we say will flow yeah so I think that like knowing how your family dynamic is, yeah. being close to or around your family for a long time, I do you think that your upbringing has helped you in this? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, because being an oldest child of four, yeah, you know, like you're the JJ of everyone, yeah. Plus, you know, your parents are so supportive and this and that, and not feeling insecure your whole life. Do you think that has helped you in any way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you're. I, I wouldn't say that I've never been insecure in my life, but. Yeah. I think just the way that our parents raised us, like they've always taught us that if something goes wrong, there is always a solution. It may mm-hmm. not be the most ideal outcome or mm-hmm. what you had planned for, but there's always a way of overcoming it. Yeah. You know, and that you don't ever have to feel like you're alone. You can talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't usually keep stuff bottled up inside or mm-hmm. if there's an issue, I, I, I will just talk to whoever I need to talk to about it mm-hmm. and then figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that yeah, it's something that they've instilled <laughs> in us ever since we were kids. You know? Yeah. And my, I, I mean, you've met my dad a couple of times and yeah. he is the most optimistic, like, happy-go-lucky person ever. Yeah. You know, not to say that he's naive or anything, right? But, like, in his experience in running organizations and being a CEO and stuff, like, he's always chosen to take, like, the more positive route mm-hmm. or way of, of managing and mm-hmm. handling um, problems that arise. Um. So I think in, in all the things that I do, at the back of my mind, I'm always trying to emulate him or I, or I ask myself, like, how would my dad deal with this? Mm-hmm. How would my dad approach this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing how he comes always from a place of, like, positivity, um, I think that's something that I've tried to emulate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ask this because um, I, I'm, I'm the opposite from you where my husband I, the opposite of me also. Yeah. Like, but no, 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 no. As in like, opposite. I used to be like pessimistic yep. for a very, very, very long time. And it's not until like, I really, I mean, maturity comes from different ages for people. I think for me, I really only mature in thinking at mm-hmm. the age of 28 towards 30, my early 30s. Yeah. Um, because I think, once again, that's why I asked about the upbringing part because I know how your family works and I know how you and Brendan are as people. Um, and for me, it was very different, right? So it's like a very tumultuous upbringing. Like, yeah. not that everything was down, but definitely it was so like such a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, and we won't get into that because like, there's another story for another podcast, like a two-hour-long um, podcast, is it? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Like the five <laughs> lives I've lived. 
um, and have four left because I'm a cat. Okay. So that'll be it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Who's keeping count? Uh, you cannot starting okay. from today. <laughs> so I feel like my insecurity and like all my pessimism or like, you know, if good things happen to me, I'm like, it's not going to last. Something mm. bad's going to happen. Maybe tomorrow I have to be ready for it. You know, so you're just constantly being anxious because yeah. you're creating that in your mind. Yeah. Because as you grow up, there was never stability mm-hmm. in a way yeah. for, for your emotions. And only be- when I grew older as an adult, making the choice and having a kid of like, I don't know, like having kids not running a business, but in a way, like you, you kind of have to decide what kind of parent you want to be, yeah. what kind of child you want to nurture and how you want to nurture. I mean, it's the kid. ultimate responsibility. Like, Correct. Basically. Like, you can't run away from it. You yeah. can't take MC, right? You can't like quit that job. Like. Yeah, exactly. So... In having to think about how I wanted to run my child, yeah, run this organization, <laughs> the um, organization of Ara. Correct. I had to really figure out the pessimist in me and why, and like go to the root of the cause of that problem and then mm. fix that. And then I had to see a psychologist to, because I really needed to straighten out my emotions. I realized that I live my life like just wild goose chase, doing whatever I want and like yeah. just being crazy. Like more, like as in ex- extremely spontaneously. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But also taking lots of risks, living yeah. like there's no tomorrow, that's just whatever, you know. Yeah. And um, seeing the psychologist, straightening out my thoughts, putting priorities and checklists and whatnot has helped me become an optimist. Mm-hmm. So who I am today, I guess, would be more on the same page with you. Yeah. And even, like, my friendship with Brandon, he has noticed, like, such a change in me. Yeah, he's mentioned it before. Like, in the past, I would, like, always be very needy or, like, need, need someone around and stuff like that. It's not that I'm not needy now, but, like, in a way where I'm way more calm, yeah. centered, and, like, less judgmental and all, all these other things, right? I think more secure in yourself. Secure in myself, correct. Yeah. Um, and stable in the mind. I think that I should have been knocked up <laughs> so in the past. Of <laughs> no, it's true. Like, now that I look back yeah. at the person I was, I wouldn't want to be my own. I think we were just dist- young. You know, it, it was very and, destructive. Yeah, I, very, very but destructive. I also think it's like because, anarchy, you know, like, it was insane. Okay, self-destructive to a certain extent, for sure. But I think it's also because we kind of had the freedom to be, yeah, you know? For sure. Yeah, for and like, so we didn't really have to like think so much of the consequences. No, no, no. We were lucky. We were lucky enough to not have to. Yeah, yeah. But I also had a child almost the same time that I started my business. So we started a company, and then maybe within the next four months, three four months, I found out I was pregnant. Yeah, you know. So it was like I think it was a lot of having to grow up mm-hmm, and be mm-hmm, responsible mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that the right company as well helped because I had... You mean, the, when you say company, you mean the people around you or yeah. your, company, your, your company? The people around me, okay, yeah. be it at home or at work. Yeah. Um, to have the right support system, I mm-hmm. think, to also like ground me because mm-hmm. you know, I am like this perpetual optimist and like I said, my husband is the complete opposite. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, mm-hmm. but he thinks through all the things that could possibly go wrong, whereas I... Me think about one or two of them, but you know, I'll be like, yeah, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so, like my boyfriend. So mi- so often, you know, he'll be like, okay, how are we gonna achieve this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll be like, why? It's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like that is my that is my first reaction to a lot of things. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we can do that. We can get yeah. it done. Yeah. You know, um, yes. And I think that's cool. Complimentary, like having this the sky's the limit mentality. Yeah, and then having whoever you're working with, somebody around you to tell you, like, actually, okay devil's advocate this is yeah. also what might happen 
But I mean, like, that's not to say that things have been smooth sailing the entire way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm amazed awesome. that we have made it this far mm-hmm. because there have been so many months on end where I'm like, I think we need to close the company. Oh, or like, good. how are we? How do we continue good doing you, what we're you, doing? Good that you um, touched on this because I feel like as entrepreneurs of very small companies, we're not talking about like 60, 70, 100 people a team, right? Oh, die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Potentially. So, uh, like there are months where you're running on this like crazy MDMA adrenaline yeah. in the mind, not actually, you know, no, um, you know, like not, that kind not of not like, real. Yeah. You know, like non-stop, like world is good and yeah. this and that. And then suddenly there's this lull. Yep. And then and sometimes like, the lull stretches. Yeah. So like that's where the panic sets in. Oh, I've got over here, it's got people to feed and da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, how do you get over that? Oh, wow. Okay. So for the first part, like maybe I want to say like the first half of the nine years, uh, I left a lot of the administrative parts of the business to my husband and one of the other partners. Mm-hmm. So I was like taking care of like the teams and the management, more of like the welfare part, right? Mm-hmm. And they were taking care of like the business, business aspect of it. So I was very, I was quite removed from the stresses at that point of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just trying to bring in new business and then whatever happens on the back end finance wise, I left it to them. Um, but their partner left uh, after, I think, maybe like four years or so. And then all of that responsibility was placed on my husband's shoulders. And I don't know if it was because I wasn't observant enough, I was too distracted, I had too many things going on, probably was the case. Um, but I didn't realize how taxing it was on him. Mm. Right? And he became severely depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he started talking to me about it and how he couldn't handle it anymore because it was just getting too much, I said like, all right, okay, I'll do it. Thinking to myself, how hard can this be, mm-hmm. right? So that was probably about four, four, yeah, about four years ago, four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. where I took on all the administrative and finance responsibilities of the company as well. Mm-hmm. So most of business development and everything on the back end then became my, my portfolio so that on top of everything else. And then that's when I started to get very stressed out mm-hmm. and I realized how overwhelming it was because then you know exactly the numbers yes right? yes yeah. yes because yes previously all I was aware of was how much we were bringing in yeah 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 how much for we sure. bring in and if people for were sure. paying us like mm-hmm. I would chase people for money but yeah. I wasn't like tallying everything on the back end and doing mm-hmm. the accounts and stuff but once I started to get into that like every waking hour I'm thinking about okay are they going to pay us are we going to have money yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Going to pay rent? Like, no no 100% 100% you know? Everything and that's like, exactly it. And that's exactly it. <laughs> and it has it has been, it still is sometimes today, like very consume emotionally consuming. Oh, hundred percent. Right. And I think that's the thing that people don't talk about as much. Yeah. Well, but only when you talk to your other, I guess like business owner friends, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I do Or people have... who are willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because in this day it's all about like success only yeah. right yeah we we rarely talk about like the vulnerabilities or actually not doing so well this month you know like yeah. people don't do that they yeah. all like i mean maybe it's social media driven or whatnot it's just a pretty picture i mean yeah it, it's absolutely that right on social media we celebrate like all our, our mm-hmm. great milestones right and like, also we launch this campaign i don't want to put it up like you know what guys i'm suffering yeah like, this month has i been don't want to make it sound like like 
a pity party like, hey, you know, like, yeah. me out here. You know, I don't want to sound like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but when I do talk to my other, like, business owner friends, they, they feel the exact same way as well. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is the part of the business that is soul-crushing. Yeah. You know, and, sure. and you feel so responsible for your team. Yeah. I guess especially if it's your business. Yeah. You know, if you're managing, like, a large team in a bigger organization, at the end of the day, money is not yours, right? Correct. So yeah, you're responsible for them, but yeah. you're not personally yes, yes. absolutely 100% responsible yes. for their livelihood. Yes, 100%. Um, and and right. I, I, I just, just to interject and add on, uh, because our team might be small, right? Yeah. But then, like, let's say when you do production, you're also hiring freelancers and other people. So yeah. it's not just like within the team. Yeah, and That's also, how I feel. Like it's not just like my team, which is very small. It's also like, you know, this... Like yeah, and, and those other freelancers or you know your third party vendors, they become like your extended family Correct. as well, right? Exactly. And for exactly. us, a lot of these freelancers that we work with, they are uh, they were already our friends before that. You mm. know? So you feel even more responsible, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't wanna not pay your friends. Yeah. You don't wanna like delay Correct. Like, the invoices being settled and whatnot. So okay, like there's two two ways, right? There are people who don't pay me on time, which is always the case. Always. you're watching yep. but like obviously like you know like there's like the 90 day payment or whatever yeah, yeah. and then there's the people that I have to pay yep. and I'm always on time because mm-hmm. of that reason because yeah. a lot of them are friends yeah. and I don't want my company to be known as someone who yeah, so pays late or whatever and I, it came to a point where there were times where I was paying people with my own money first yeah, yeah, yeah. because I didn't want them to have to wait but yeah. then the person who ends up suffering that's not the way also. Yeah, it's to be right. Like, that's it's not, not the way also. It's not it's smart. Not right. It's yeah, not it's smart. It's not corporate, la. It's not corporate. Yeah. And so I, I think and, and definitely COVID made it worse. Okay. Yeah. Because then we all started working from home, which took away rent, yes, that's one portion of it. But then all the accounts started shrinking as well. Mm. So all of our retainers, a lot of which were hospitality based, were gone because yeah. hotels were closed. Yeah. We <laughs> we were so excited just before the pandemic because we um signed a retainer with Club Med. Yeah. I have a lot of happy memories of Club Med growing up as a kid, right? And it was so exciting because they wanted to bring our team to travel multiple destinations around the world because yeah. they said like, oh, it's, you need to familiarize yourselves with the properties. Yeah. Like, yeah. great! Yeah. Yeah, make us as familiar as possible. Yeah. Um, then COVID happened, you know? And it was also the year that we had a lot of overseas filming projects lined up. We had like a full calendar year of shoots overseas planned. Yeah. Which I was going to tie in with like holidays and stuff. No, it did not happen. Yeah. Um, and so it was incredibly stressful because all our retainers got cancelled. All the budgets shrank and every client wanted more for less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was pretty much how it he was. He not me with his face like, Yo, he's like, hey, almost 30 minutes really. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of been like that all the way until maybe just a couple of months ago you yeah. know, when things started opening up again. Yeah. Um, so... I think it all came to a head maybe October last year, like just before our birthdays. Yeah. Like the start of October, I was feeling really lousy and I, I just didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. Like I told my my girlfriends, like, I don't even want to celebrate my birthday this year. Mm. You know, And it's very unlike me mm-hmm. to not want to even do something small with mm-hmm. like my friends mm-hmm. or my family that mm-hmm. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I took my kids who have birthdays one day before and one day after me like for a staycation and while I was there I was like you know what I'm gonna delete my mail app like I don't even want to know what emails are coming in yeah 
and I've never done this before. Deleted my mail app, I moved my WhatsApp, like all my chat stuff and social media like to the back of my phone so I wouldn't have to see it at all. And just like spend three days just with them, not mm -hmm. communicating with anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I realized like maybe I need to go and talk to somebody, like a professional mm -hmm. about yeah, it. Because yeah, yeah. like, I've never considered going for therapy myself. Yep. Um, my husband started seeing a therapist, I want to say in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and it helped him understand his anxieties and his depression yep. exactly a lot what better. To me. Right? And exactly he realized what that he'd been, he'd been depressed for as long as he could remember, mm -hmm. but never knew that that was what he was actually going mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. So it helped him understand himself better. And I always thought like, okay, that's great for our relationship and not like work and marriage and with the kids. Um, but never thought I had to do something about myself. Yep. You know? So in those days that I spent alone, I realized that like, obviously running a business together as husband and wife, it does take a toll on your relationship. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And why I don't even know how you do it, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> that's an, another two-hour conversation. We take care of very different things. But um, while he had been doing the work, right, mm -hmm. to help himself understand himself better, yep. I had just been placing the responsibility on him. Right? Like, okay, you, you go for therapy and then that will help us yeah. right? because you work by yourself. But I hadn't thought that maybe I needed to go as well to understand myself better and in turn be able to help not just him, but everything, like our marriage, uh, the way we parent our kids, the way we run our business as well. And I really needed it because I was just feeling so upset all the time for no reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought it was no reason, but yeah. So on my birthday, I... I like booked my first therapy session. Um, and then I understand now why everybody is such a big advocate of therapy. Yeah. Especially if you find the right person. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know? And like my doctor was great. Yeah. You know, she's and amazing. I think I had misconceptions of it as well. I expected that like, oh, you go for therapy and a therapist is going to tell you everything you need to know, right? Yeah. But actually, a lot of it is you coming to epiphanies on your own as you're talking about yeah, the problem correct. and they guide you along. Or just I helping you to see things from for, a different point of view. When I was so muddle-headed at that time, RS that I had left and stuff, yeah. the therapy was really more like, like I said, like, it's almost like my OCD is finally at peace in my head because yeah. everything's jumped up and she's kind of like talking you through the like box A, box B, box C and put this in here, here, yeah. here, here. And then actually going deep down into like your past, your childhood, how it's actually affecting you now as a parent. And you yeah. didn't even know, I didn't even come for that. Yeah. But we're addressing that too. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. And like, during therapy, really helps. Like, she, my therapist, she Jesus. <laughs> helped me realize that while being optimistic is great, you know, you can't be, you can't also take it upon yourself to be the person that fixes everything. Oh, you can't oh, be like, yeah, it's great. I have, I'll find a solution and then find a solution for every single one of your problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it is okay to not know how to fix it. It is okay to say like, hey, this is your problem, not yeah. mine. Um, Yours is there, right? Mine was like, I wasn't allowing myself to be angry. Okay. Because as a kid, I was shown so much anger yeah. and, and, and violence that like, to me, I can never show that to my kid. Yeah. Or like, if, if anything happens in a situation, it's my fault. Mm. Guys, it's me. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. it's like kind of like yeah. similar in that sense, but different. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Quite same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think doing that for myself helped me have a clearer picture of what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. not just at home, but with work as well. Yep. You know, and so that kind of like set the wheels in motion for like the future of elementary and what I wanted, I, what I now want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it has evolved even since then. So since October till now, like I've gone through like different 
like I've had different plans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I change is the only constant. Yeah, is what I've come to accept. Also, like you said, no structure. But a lot of people think that success is measured in growth, right? Yeah. You know, and oh yeah, I'm not that person. I'm yeah, not that expanding. Person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, numbers, right? Like yeah. people, like so people yeah. are always like, oh, you know, like do you want to open overseas? Do you mm. want to move into a bigger office? Mm. Like, can we do big- start again? Yeah, this time we're not going to go another half hour, lah. So it should be fine. Okay, okay, do you remember? While all those things are great. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, while all those things are great and amazing for the people who want that, mm-hmm. like that's never what I've wanted for mm-hmm. our business. And I'm glad that I also have business partners who are on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were always very intentional with the way that we set up elementary. It was not to be an award-winning agency. It was not meant to be the kind of agency where people have no work-life balance. Mm-hmm. You know, so we 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 have a four-day work week policy. So our team, they are allowed to choose a day off every week. It's not like, okay, Friday, everybody's off, right? Yeah. So they, they have to communicate with each other to figure out, like, based on the projects that we have at hand and the deliverables, when can I take leave this week? So that then you can take leave on another yeah, day, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's always um, been our goal to have it as a place where you can, I guess, feel supported yeah. and do your best work. Yeah sort of like a mini family. I think in a way, like once again, I think it's back to a family where like the four siblings are so close, your parents are so supportive. In I that mean, sense. one of my siblings started the company with me as well. Though. So Russell yeah. was part of elementary too. Yeah. yeah, so in that sense, like what you're doing now is essentially like you running your family. Yeah, kind of. If I paid my brothers. Like, <laughs> that kind of like work-life balance. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, and when we talk to like current and past employees about whether or not this four-day work week has been good for them and beneficial and whatnot, even before the pandemic, um, they were like, yeah, it's great because we also very much encourage them to have side projects. I know that in a lot of companies, they're like, no, you can't do freelance work because company of interest and yeah. whatnot. But we've been very... <laughs> we've been very clear that it, we encourage them to take on yeah. um, side projects of course if they if it could be a conflict of interest to come and talk to us about it yeah. first and don't interfere with existing workload lah. yeah and so far I think I mean props to our team as well like they've been very respectful of that mm-hmm. too and I think it actually helps them because it, they know they have a, a secondary creative like outlet, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just work, 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 work all the time for them. They have yeah. the time to pursue their own interests and passions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually has resulted in them doing work faster mm-hmm. and better because I mm-hmm. think they are more inspired mm-hmm. and well-rested. Nobody takes MC anymore, like, ever. <laughs> I was going to ask like, for like the next part of the podcast, right, for like tips and advice, right, but I think you, you dive straight into that, which is amazing because I feel like a lot of people also like out there maybe running small teams, you yeah. know, doing their own stuff, freelancers, whatever. I think we hit certain subjects that are very important today. Starting the business, you mm. know, why we took the leap, the issues that we face, yeah. mental issues that we face ourselves, even as like you're supposed to be the leader, but sometimes you know you can fall. Yeah. And then into like your family support system, a good one, a not so good one, not that my family's bad, not not saying that at all, but you it's know different. Just different. Yeah. Growing up differently and stuff. Um to the point like how you run your company, right? Like what you yeah. just said, like the work life balance stuff. Um for me, I tell my team you have no work life balance. Your work is your life, your life is your work. Yep. Like in, in a different way. Yeah, like, yeah. Encourage them, right? Like 
but I, I tell them like, I don't want you to do anything that you're ha- unhappy doing. No. Not to say that, you know, if you don't want to do accounting, you don't write your invoices, yeah. not like that, but in a way where... I mean, you have to be responsible for correct. things that yeah. you need to be yeah. responsible correct. for. The, but at the same put. time, like, if working with me is not for you because there's a certain way that I work, yeah. then I would rather you leave and there's no hard feelings. If you were genuinely taking my company as a sep- stepping stone to learn, because, you know, in SME, you have to do everything. So yep. I always tell them like, if you just graduated, just learn everything you can, whatever you want. Yeah. And if you're really going to leave two years, three years later, which is very common, right? You know, like, even yourself, I'm sure you've done quite a few jobs before you realize what you really wanted to do. Yes. And if that is so, then go ahead. So I feel like it is never like, I've known people who told me like, you know, my boss is so unhappy with me because like, this and that or whatever reason. Like, they don't communicate. Yeah. It's almost like the boss is like this figure who's approving or not approving your work mm-hmm. and that's it, right? But I don't want that kind of communication in my team. I genuinely talk to them like family, like younger sisters and stuff. And I think that has worked out for me. Yeah, I think that's worked out for me too. I get a lot of friends who ask me like, hey, do you have problems with like Gen Z and younger millennial Mm. employees? I'm like, that's pretty much my entire workforce. Yeah, I do do have issues with them. Yeah. Because they they grew up in a very different way from us. And the accessibility, the technology and this and that is very different. And... I think they get fed information so easily that they expect me to feed them information all the time. Mm. So those are the issues that I face. But on the other hand, the issues that I think people are talking about, like reporting late for work and this and that, and you know, just being not very responsible yeah. on a whole, I face also. But because of, I think, the environment that we that I built mm. for them, I would like to say we because I would think we are the same, they have changed. I yeah. do see the change and they are way more, you know, like, pleasant to be around now <laughs> way more pleasant it was a very hard at first because you kind of have to like it's like everything in life that you have to learn yeah so if that's something that they're not used to like a boss who actually talks to you and like asks you what is your problem and with your family and you're okay and you know like things like that they have to learn i don't know if it's because we've had like a very i would say vigorous and and almost very intimate interview system mm-hmm. like so before we we hire people they just farted sorry who your dog is it gonna affect your child <laughs> <laughs> like more than the smell of your all right your pain <laughs> your sealant yeah um like so we have very long conversations with like our potential hires you know mm-hmm. oh i only asked one question can you take abuse i'm can very I... abusive no that's all i say. Hey, I thought you asking me. I'm like, who's no, not using no, no, me? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, like, in the interview process. Yeah. And what's your star sign? <laughs> I, I know nothing about horoscope, so I would never never ask about star sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we chat with them about, like, all aspects of, like, their life, like, music and work and their families. I mean, just, like, not in an invasive way, but just mm-hmm. to kind of really get a sense of yes. the person. I think that's important. Yeah. And, and usually with more than two of us, you know. So it's not just like one person's opinion. Yeah. Um, and that's really helped. I want to say that in the nine years of elementary, we've only had one questionable hire. Yeah. Very weird. And also Very weird kid like, who it, drank water out of a beer bottle in the office. Like that was like a big red flag already. But like, um, was it really water though? It was really water because he would top it up from the water cooler. Maybe and he was like, like trying to be sustainable in the best way possible. Picked up a bottle <laughs> from the kopi jam, brought it to work. <laughs> it's like it's not and even your a large beer bottle. It's yeah. like you know, like your small. Yeah, like, I think it was Asahi or something. Yeah, yeah. 
So Maybe he just really liked the branding. Yeah, it was very odd. Oh, but he would he would also like openly question us in front of our clients. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, but other than him, everybody else who has joined the company has stayed for more than two years. Mm-hmm. So the average, like I think the average employee stayed for like three and a half to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of for a lot of them it was their first job, so that's quite long also. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to re- it's hard to retain Gen Z millennials. Yeah. Really. So I would like to think pat on the back. Yeah. Credit the not me, I mean just like the entire yeah, yeah. team, right? Yeah. Like for for building that kind of environment, yeah. you know, where people feel so happy and comfortable that yeah. they want to stay for that period but of time. But they also work hard and all yeah, that they stuff do. And responsible. Yeah. And I would like to also say like I think that it's constantly evolving. Like yeah. you said, like whatever you wanted in office. But but, but right, enough. that yeah. made it so much more difficult when I was thinking of closing the company. Yeah. You know, because it, it just got so much. Mm. And after, like, last year's episode and uh, talking to my therapist, I thought, maybe I really, really need a break. Yeah. Um, and that maybe my husband needs a break as well, you know. And so maybe I thought, I, I really thought that what I would do was, was kind of close elementary by July this year. Um, not like, you know, like that the company would be gone forever, but I just really wanted to take, like, a break from a it all. A sabbatical. Yeah. So I wanted to take a break for the rest of 2022 and only start thinking about what my next steps were going to be like next year. Then I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to have one more child. And then my partner, Erica, like who's my best friend, who also works with me, she's one of the co-founders, she, she found out she was pregnant as well. And then I started thinking about how the work that we've done, this company that we've built, has really allowed not just her and I and my husband, but also the rest of the team to really have a work and a life balance. Because, like I said, the four-week setup and the fact that we're quite flexible with our working hours, most of us work from home now anyway. You know, so we've had the privilege of being able to tend to our other lives um, and not just do work. And would I be able to find that elsewhere? Would I be, Would Erica be able to find that elsewhere? Would the rest of the team be able to find a job that offers them that yeah, elsewhere? And could I still do this in a sustainable way? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and that, so then that forced me to like think we about think, what yeah. the next iteration of the business would be. Mm-hmm. And I went through all the projects that we had done in the last two years or so and decided like, okay, maybe we don't do branding anymore. Because Elementary started as a branding agency. Mm-hmm. It was purely a design agency when we started. There was mm-hmm. no marketing. There was no like video photography mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we, we've evolved since then. And when I talk to the team and I look at the work that we produce, I realize that the projects that bring us the most joy are the content production pieces. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, maybe it's time that we let go of that, that branding like heritage of ours, you know. We may have started with that, but it doesn't mean we have to hold on to it. Yep. If that's the thing that's the most time consuming, mm-hmm. clients take the longest to pay on. Because a branding project can stretch for forever. Well, that's it, like interior design. Yeah. So I think same, like, that's what I mean, like, the constant evolving, right? Yeah. And also, like, I would like to thank the team, your team and mine, for evolving with us. Yeah. Because it's always like, <clears throat> okay, the focus now is this. This is not what like, I signed up for. Yeah, yeah you know okay, what I mean? Bye. Like, people yeah. are like that. So thankful that they stayed. Um, but yeah, I I totally know what you mean because when I had started out this cream pie company, I did not even have a, a real goal or yep. a real concentrated focus. It was like, okay, I know I know a bit of this, I can do a bit of that. 
let's just take whatever comes, whichever client comes to us. And then as time progress, looking at the projects and stuff, and then really just like, okay, I guess this is our focus, this is what bringing money, this is what we enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, so I guess that is also the second piece of advice for everyone. You may not really, like, she started out with branding, I started out with a lot of different things. You may not really have a set goal in mind, mm-hmm. but you kind of know where you want to go. Yeah, and don't be afraid to let things go and, like, yeah, evolve. Yeah. Evolving yeah. is very important. Yeah. I think accepting change or, like, adapting to it is true success. Yeah. In many ways, even in life, mm-hmm. you know. I think like a lot of us look to like very traditional yeah. examples of what success is. Yeah. So you look at like your competitors in the landscape and you think like, oh, I have to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. like this is my goal. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong to have a goal, but yeah. then like you, I think you also need to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And your own identity as 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 opposed to trying to always chase and emulate somebody else. Yeah. Um. Because and to acknowledge the pain and suffering you're going through. Yeah. Like what you did. Yeah, like what I had to do also. Yeah, like if you're not in a good place, reach out to someone professional, not me. <laughs> no, no, I've <laughs> I've had messages asking like, how do you get through like being a single parent? Yeah, what how was it like for you? Like, what advice? I mean, it's it's not wrong also because it's not wrong. You have real life experience. Yes, well. but at the yeah. same time, okay, I would like to think I'm very grounded and I would give very like impartial advice, but yeah, that's objective, true. not like hate him, hate him is bad. Like, don't let your child say I'm not that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, every every story is different. But not everyone is like me. And mm. also, like, when questions like that come in, I don't want to give, like, one-sentence answers. Yeah. I don't think it's going to help you. But neither do I not want to reply because I feel bad because I've been there. Yeah, but professional advice is good advice. As yes. in, seeking professional advice is very good advice oh, because, right. like, you always think that, oh, if I have friends to talk to or yeah, family, I can count on. But it's not They can be my therapist. Yeah, I don't think it works. Number one, it's never works. unbiased. Yeah, That's, correct, their, correct. Their advice will never be unbiased. Correct. And also, they aren't professionals. And they probably don't know what you're going through, really. Yeah. And because they're not professionals, I think what it really is, is like I always just simplify putting things in boxes. It's yeah. not that easy, you know, to help someone else. Because yeah. somehow, because your friends, like you say, it's unbiased, their emotions, you might actually give them your negativity. In a yeah. way. Or they're, they're just taking it in without even knowing. So when I told my parents I was going to go for therapy, my mom was very upset. I mean, she wasn't angry, but I think she felt sad, as if she wasn't doing yeah, enough. Yeah, she wasn't doing enough, yeah. you know? So she, she texted me and she said, like, you know, I want you to know that I'm always here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk but to me about that, anything. And I said, like, don't take this to mean that you have not been adequate, you yeah. know? But I need to talk to someone who can give me professional clinical advice. Yes, correct, also. correct. Um, and, and, and also a very impartial one. You know? Correct. When I talk to you, obviously, you, you know, I'm your daughter. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Going to be biased towards towards what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think she took it quite hard for a while, and she so she kept asking me after that if I was okay and stuff. <laughs> My mom is the baby moving now. Also, like it's, you okay? it's not you. Yeah. Okay? it's yeah. me really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah because, so for, for friends I, and family out there, if someone wants to go for therapy, just like yeah, go for it. It's like it's like literally if you have a cold or you feel like you have COVID, take a test. It's just that. Yeah, you know, as simple as that. Yeah, I feel. Um, but I also, I, I also understand that she came from a generation where going for therapy was not considered a normal thing oh, at no, all. No. It's like taboo, right? Yeah, very taboo. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and, and Brandon and I have had this conversation before because I, I mean, in, in the States, everybody goes for therapy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think like he had a conversation with my parents a number of years ago where to, to a certain extent, they made it seem like 
only if like you are really unsound in the mind you would go for therapy yeah. right? whereas that's not true like yeah. everybody should be able to go for therapy yeah, yeah. if because you can afford it nobody is 100% okay yeah you know um, but it's less it was less acceptable for them uh, mm-hmm. because just because of the generation they grew up in so I think yeah. there was an additional reason why she was so worried about me going for therapy yeah yeah she thought like is there something really wrong with me I'm like, no, there is la, Trump. normal I, I, human I emotions. Yes, that, okay? there is something very wrong with you. <laughs> and that's not, not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> something. In conclusion, we have yeah. to end this because it's taking a long time. I know we have a lot to say. Yeah. Probably should do a second and third episode. Um, in conclusion, do you want to just summarize like everything that we talked about today? Into, like, summarize everything. No, 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 no. Like summarize it into like just advice, like like bullet point. You know, like okay, so my first point would be to not be afraid of being afraid, right? Like, you can't, you can't have the answers to everything. Yeah. And no matter and, how and is not really positive and optimistic you are as a person, yeah. like, you cannot feel that you need to be the answer to everybody's problems. Yeah. You know? and, that, and also, don't be the problem to everyone's answers. Yeah. Do not like, be the reason be that somebody else needs to go for therapy. Yes, 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 exactly what I mean. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And to be more open-minded, everyone, yeah. you know, to be more accepting. And even if you're known as the person who has the answer to everything and, you know, like, it's okay once in a while to falter and to need to, like, seek help from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you want, if you're unhappy with what you're doing in life for money, for your career, you can take a break if you have enough savings and, and you know. Yeah, but make sure you have enough savings. Yeah, and take that break. I think even if you cannot, you can always afford one day, mm-hmm. at least one day, to give yourself like take take a leave or whatever. Yeah. To ask yourself like, where are your bearings? Yeah. Like so, don't be afraid to ask yourself tough questions. Yeah, correct. Even if that means having to completely relook the way you've been running your life and your yeah. business. Because as much as you may have less money or whatever to suffer and all that, right? In the long run, we're talking about like within six months, one year, two years, you may be so much happier than you were your entire life, which was how it was like for me. Yeah. It was like flipping a switch almost. Like, how did I live like that for that long? Mm-hmm. Being that person, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, and this applies to like, whether you're in a marriage or whether mm-hmm. you're parenting or whether you're running a business, mm-hmm. but if you are not happy with yourself and not giving oh, yeah. yourself the amount of time and attention you need, mm-hmm. like, it is going to affect everything else that you do. Like, you can't be the best version of a boss, mom, wife, whatever, if you are only focusing on other people's needs and not your own needs. And I, I to, to add on to that, I feel like if you are trying to be the best version of all these things, but you're focusing on other people's needs, you inadvertently pressure them. Yeah. I don't know, say like, if you, I'm the best, I'm such a good mom to you, you know, how come you're not the best version of a child, like, you know, what a child could hmm. be kind of thing. So I feel like that's also not fair to the people you're around. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. yeah, so that's, I guess that's about managing expectations mm-hmm. or, or having those expectations to begin with mm-hmm. where you feel like people owe something to you oh, just definitely. because you're doing your best. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to want to do your best just because. Yes, correct. You yeah. want to do your best for the best outcome and then full stop. Yeah. Whether or not you win an award, whether or not, you know, you, you pass that test or you, you know, you, that guy cheats on you. Like, to be honest, you can't, you know, speaking of awards, I, I feel like a, a lot of people in the creative industry also are constantly chasing awards. Really? I never yeah. got that one. Yeah, I also never. <laughs> Actually, like... They, but not, I award myself all the time. People always call and say like, oh yeah, you can just leave it there. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's an award delivery. Yeah, my delivery for award. Yeah, people are always like, oh, you don't uh, you know, like sign up, like apply for this award, sign yeah. up for, to to try and win this yeah, award. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, but it's never I ever. Feel like, I see like okay for award. me right. Why I haven't chased that or wanted that is just because of course my company's very young. Yeah. But second of all, like I'm happy. Yeah. Like I've had my client. Like my clients are great. I'm happy. Like you know the people always are great. Like yeah. So I don't feel the need for the company to have that acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think that the constant seeking of so much external validation yeah. actually makes us very hollow, empty people. Mm. Um, and so that's something it's that tiring, I have tiring. intentionally stayed away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing, Sham. Should we end it? I guess so. Your dogs walked out of the frame, so mm-hmm. I feel like that, that means that it's time. No, so she has a meeting to rush to. Okay. I'll still be in time. Thanks, Sham. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Not valuable insight. Like, you know, like I came into this podcast. Usually when it's a friend that I've known a long time, you kind of know like the person and therefore it was never structured, but I never thought that the content would not be good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's very different from having to interview someone you don't know. Yeah. Because you don't know how they're gonna speak, how they're gonna act. True. Um, so coming into this podcast was very comfortable for me. But at the same time, like I feel like I'm learning things about you that I didn't know today. Yeah, also when we haven't properly caught up in a while. Like, yeah. yeah, it's been like, the last time we caught us when our first, your first kid was born, my my only kid was born. Also, there was not much of a catch-up because we were running around <laughs> trying to keep our newborn babies alive. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I feel like I've learned more about you and I feel like, I hope that people, you know, the energy that we're trying to like share here yeah. actually gets translated to people who actually need to hear this. Well, I hope the audio is good enough for people to understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's back. Yeah, he's trying to tell us. Say goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.